Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 97, Episode 3 of Joe Daily's Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries, fuck. as in the Coke Brothers Industries. Not Coca-Cola. Guys, Not Coca-Cola. too soon. Didn't he just die? And fuck Fox News. <laughs> I know. R.I.P. Uh, and I am pointing at the sky. Oh, uh, it's down. Yeah. It's Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack Go Jack O'Brien. The Daily Z's, Jack O'Brien. Jack go, Jack O'Brien. Jack O'Brien. I've got to be a Jack O'Brien. There we go. That's courtesy of Hugh Dean. Stick. And I'm thrilled. Always stick the landing. Stick the landing. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hot takes, fresh baked, fat bowls in my face. Special guesses, I gang produced by Anna Hosnie. Tuscan rocker, bomb dropper, tic tac spotter, Trump knocker, footnote locker, myth popper, fucks, fucks, fuck, fox and coke, motherfuckers. That's it. I just had to yeah. just get that one out one more time. Uh, there was actually more to that, uh, but you know, some <laughs> Missy Elliott. Well, that and again, the power of uh, Christ, or in this case, Missy Elliott, compels power me. Power of Missy. Yep. Uh, and that, a.k.a., uh, comes to us from Jimmy Spence at Jimmy underscore Spence. So thank you for that one, uh, for that hot fire. Yeah, yeah. Wow. She was something else on, on the BMAs a couple nights ago. Uh, something I, else, huh? Something else, eh? <laughs> uh, that Missy Elliott, huh? Oof. <laughs> I hope she. I hope that misdemeanor stuff is a joke. <laughs> I really do. She seems like a really nice gal. <laughs> Wait for that to be a stain on her record. Something else. Uh, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian Dan Adute. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hey, man. I don't have a song prepared. I That's feel right. naked here. Hey. Well, should you I, are naked. Should I freestyle? I am naked. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to point that naked. out. Yeah. I can freestyle yeah. off the dome if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. What do you need a beat? Give me it. a beat and a topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, one word subject. Give me yeah. a suggestion for Give the me real an quick. inanimate object. <laughs> Give me a location. This is UCB Improv. <laughs> improv Rap Improv battles. Rap Battles. Hosted by Eliza Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Pineapple. Your... Whoa, what? Pineapple. Oh, oh, <laughs> Wait, did it take you that long? It take you that long? He's like, come up inanimate. What does inanimate oh, object fuck. mean? Is pineapple? Also, you Isn't also the... broke the cardinal rule. Never food suggestions. I know. Yeah. It's always, it's always, always pineapple. Always food. <laughs> it's very frequent, yeah. Uh, Dan... Yo, it's a pleasure having you. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, we are going to have more fire VMA takes like I opened the show with. Uh, we're going to talk about Brett Stevens. We're going to talk about the Epstein hearing. Uh, we're going to talk about Red Bull, mm. Eva mm-hmm. Longoria's uh, upcoming picture, and the boycott Olive Garden movement from... <laughs> A few days ago. It's funny when you say the boycott Olive Garden movement. Yeah. It's a movement. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the new Occupy Wall Street. Where yeah. were you during the <laughs> yeah. boycott Olive Garden movement? That's right. 2019. But first, Dan, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Well, guys, um, I heard that Michael Salamanov, who's this wonderful chef, had this new recipe for uh, smoked uh, beef ribs, mm-hmm. and I looked that up, and it's a Yemenite recipe, and uh, it had a lot of turmeric, okay, mm. had a lot of cumin, mm. a lot of black pepper. I need gloves to Put, season that. Probably need, yeah, exactly. Turmeric um, will, sk- will stain your skin. Turmeric will stain your skin, guys. Yeah. It's true. The struggle is real. No one talks about that. All they no talk about, about is the anti-inflammation properties. Yep. Great. They but, don't tell you you look jo- like a jaundiced uh, card dealer. <laughs> it's like yellow orange, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 It's like, and it's not just any yellow. It's like an immigrant yellow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like that. You ain't getting that at Ralph's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Get you stopped at the border. That's right? what I looked up. I was looking up that recipe. Are you? Do you cook a lot? I cook a lot. I'm going to smoke Dope. some fucking ribs this week. So wow. uh, what kind of uh, what kind of smoker you got? I have a Traeger grill. I was about to say, you got a Traeger, man? I got a Traeger, uh-huh. man. Actually, I got a Traeger. Uh, this was kind of a, a crazy story. I, I I do a lot of the cooking. Uh-huh. I do a lot of cooking on my Instagram uh, stories. I have a cooking podcast. 
Um, but uh, Green Eggs and Dan. Green Eggs and Dan. We'll talk about that later. But basically, I was doing a lot of cooking videos, and I wanted to get a smoker, and I reached out to Traeger. I was like, yo, give me a discount. I want to get this $800 smoker, Hell yeah. and I'll post about it. And they're like, yo, we saw your videos. We like them. We're sending you a free smoker. They sent me a fucking $2,000. Oh, fuck. Traeger wow. Timberline 850. I can you control it. You got the Timberline? I can, I can turn it on from I know, here yes. from my fucking phone. Like Fuck. literally, I walk into my house, I clap, and it'll fucking start smoking. <laughs> I gotta get. I'm I'm actually in the market for a smoker. Do Bro, you use that a lot? I will you, talk to you. I will. I will. Right I now, use I it use all the time. It's remote, fucking awesome. The remote function, though. You know what? I used it last week actually because I had some shit going on, and me, me and my girl went for a hike, wow. and I was in the fucking mountains, You're and I so turned LA the smoker now, off. Man. You're so <laughs> yeah, <LA>. yeah. <laughs> smoke my ribs from the mountain. We went for my, We went for a hike on Runyon. Mm. I turned off the smoker and smoked my Yemenite ribs. Oh like, yeah. yeah. I use a lot of uh, Cajun microwave right now. What's that? Which is just like uh, the problematic term is a, a China box. Um, <laughs> Wait, is Cajun microwave better? <laughs> I don't know. It just, sounds just when as you racist. See on, the, on the fucking thing, it says like China box in the most, you already know what font it is. Yeah, you know yeah. what time that yeah. font is. It's like fucking, might as well be like it's bamboo shoes. It's like China oriental on the, yeah. Chop suey. Um, but Chopsui. it's basically just, you know, it's like a way you can, you put all of your charcoal on top of like sheet metal and yeah. then everything is sort of inside the box. So you can, I've like, I'll cook like a suckling pig or something. Something in there because it's big here. enough you're, to put. You're cooking suckling pigs. At yeah, all? yeah. I like what to cook, the cook fuck? a pig here and there. Yeah. Uh, Where do you but, get bro. one of those? Anywhere. There's a pet lot of places. Store? Yeah, yeah. There's like pet also <laughs> pet stores, uh, petting zoos. <laughs> uh-huh. You know. I feel like Great pig hack. pets. <laughs> yeah. Book pig a pets are zoo. making a, a, a. They're making a move. The they're pig, having a the moment. But aren't the people realizing that it turns into a fucking pig at some point? Or does everyone have mini pigs? I think they have the teacups. The teacup pigs. Is that is that like? Are they being abused? I feel like anytime I see a tiny animal, that's like they're like that couldn't have happened in yeah, a nice right. way. Yeah, yeah. it's they, you night, have to keep them in a box yeah. like a bonsai tree, like and they only bonsai. grow to the. You clip their their feet, <laughs> their feet <laughs> off, yeah, and then uh, eat them. Yeah, no, they're they're very cute, very smart pets. Um, one thing I was gonna say about the hand cooking is also watch out for uh, capsaicin. When yeah, you, yeah. If you're ever cutting up talking about peppers, jalapenos, peppers. Yeah. without gloves on. Yeah. yeah. My wife got those, and uh, I think it was we had been in the ocean that morning, uh, just to do an, another little LA brag. Yeah, uh, and wow. then she was cutting up jalapenos, and another it was brag. like her hands were on fire for like a day. Wow. Wait, yeah. just on her hands? Yeah, or her or she, she like, like put, open really? Wrists? Yeah, does no, she have open sores still on her hands? <laughs> yeah, I mean her hands yeah. are covered her in hands, sores. Oh, I'm sorry. Her, <laughs> yes. there was a terrible degloving accident yeah. <laughs> where yeah. all of the skin right. from her hand was ripped off. It is very cool of you to have married a leper. That was. Yeah. Like yeah. very like woke of very twenty nineteen yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Um, what do I think is overrated? I think uh, uh, pretentious coffee is overrated. Mm. Pour over anytime anything is being poured over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an espresso basic bitch, which I was very excited that you guys have an espresso here. Yes, in the studio. Don't tell people we're, we're supposed to be men of the people. I <laughs> I think Nespresso. Well, I don't know if it's men of the people. I think Nespresso is the sugar fish of coffee. That's right. a right. LA reference. Hey, hell yeah. Um, talk that sugarfish talk. But I think that, yeah, anytime a, like I'm being told that I can't put milk in my coffee. Right. Because it's going to get in the way of the integrity of the bean. Oh. I am I'm like, I'm sorry, did I just buy this from you? So right. I'll, I'll fucking throw this in the trash right now if I want. I will jizz in it and drink <laughs> yeah. it. And they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jizz in this coffee, man. Okay, sir. Uh, the things we do to make a point. Yeah. <laughs> I am 100% coffee mate. I think. Really? It, yeah. If it, trash. I, always. Just yeah. garbage creamer. I probably have consumed more coffee mate than anything else. With the more possible exception coffee. of water. Yeah. Even then, uh, debatable. Yeah. Because um, I catch him in the bathroom with a bottle of coffee and just slamming <laughs> just, it. Leave me alone. And he's like, I don't know, man. Something was, I, somebody left this in here again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miles, you have the Kirkland coffee over Hell here. Yeah. I see. Uh, well, here's the thing with me and coffee. I never got into coffee because, uh, as I say all the time, I'm not really sensitive to caffeine. Yeah. But this cold brew Kirkland is probably, just like your mainlining oh, just yeah. caffeine so it, it gives me a little bit of a lift yeah I could imagine Costco isn't putting out subtle coffee <laughs> no no, <laughs> definitely not like single origin no. you know uh, no. Ethiopian beans I just took one of those to, to the dome uh, as we started yeah this, it says so. it's a technically packaged by General Motors so it's, <laughs> I don't know what it is but yeah. it works 
Yeah. Also, I like, you know, before this turns into a total food podcast, Sugarfish, yeah. man, for people who Ooh. barely know about sushi. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, we'll, we'll leave that there. It's good, man. It's, it's fine. It's it's, it's here's the thing. The you, best. You know what you're gonna get when you go there. It's like Nespresso, yeah. man. It's not gonna blow your mind, but you know the dosage. You know exactly what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. It's it, you like the packaging. I like the flavor. It's not purest sushi. It's not gonna fucking Jiro doesn't dream of it. But Jiro no, has a fucking nightmares about that shit. <laughs> it's funny because I go. Um, I'm I'm Japanese. My mom's Japanese, and Whoa, the first time I took her drop. there, uh, yeah, <laughs> location drop, location origin drop. story. <laughs> um, basically, when we were there, she was talking shit a about the tea uh, because she was like, "Nah, I'm not fucking the, with green, the green tea, tea here. Yeah, it's a little overly powdered. Like, come on, give me some real green tea." Although you know, a lot of places in Japan they'll have powdered green tea. Wait, she but, was saying this in in oh she says that about the tea fish. here. Oh, at Sugarfish, at okay, Sugarfish, got it, got it, got and it. then the rice. Sometimes the shit is too loose there. They're not properly uh nigitenai is what you would say in Whoa. Japanese. Like you're not actually packing it right. So sometimes if your fucking chopstick skills are lacking, that shit will fall apart. It happens to my partner, Her Majesty, all the time, and I'm like <laughs> Yeah. No. Fortunately my chopsticks. I hear you, dude. And look, again, you don't go there. It's definitely not pure sushi. You see the guys in the back making it. They're like line cooks that are like, Okay, we're making sushi now. Cool. Hell right. Yeah. But it's good. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's not it's not bad. But then there are there's a sect of people, there's a subsection of LA people who are like it's the best fucking shit in no, LA. No, 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 like, no. Okay, it's, it's the McDonald's for no. bougie people, but it's also like McDonald's should be like will be the greatest thing that America ever does. Like yeah. that and, because, and war, right? But We're like very it's, good at both. It's yeah. a you know it it for what it is it does it really well. Yeah, yeah. Can no. I tell you something? I was just in Japan, mm-hmm. location drop. Boom. And wow. uh, the thing that blew my mind the most out of all the food I ate, pizza. <laughs> Where'd you I go? Pizzala. These fuckers are making some pizzas, dude. Which ones did you go to? I went to a couple of them. I did go to Pizzala. Uh-huh. That was the one that David Chang goes to, right? Probably. I don't know. I went to that one, and then I went to Pizzala's like apprentice, who was like, "I'm gonna go do my own shit." Right, right, right. And Dude, I'm telling you, it's like when Japanese people put their mind to something, it's like when Jiro starts dreaming about pizza, yeah, Luigi over. is fucked. Yeah. No, it's funny because well, like <laughs> recently Japan overtook France in the world baking competitions. Like they're outdoing the French at making baguettes and croissants it's now. It's crazy. And really? they're like, what the fuck happened? Dude, it's nuts. Yeah. When well, they put their mind to something, it's a game over. We'll put our mind to one thing at the cost of our personal happiness <laughs> yeah. and then we'll die alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to Japan. Exactly. But, um, you'll, but you'll have a beautiful croissant beautiful to croissant show you for. Never <laughs> fucking had. Wait, so what is Japanese pizza? Is it thin crust? No, dude, they're doing Neapolitan. They're doing exactly do Neapolitan it, yeah. pizza, but they're okay. ba- make, making it better than Neapolitans are making. Okay, it. it's crazy. Don't tell them. Though. Yeah, don't do not tell them. But it's funny. There's a great synergy between Japan and Italy, actually. Is there? Because yeah, a lot of the best Italian food, a lot of uh, the well, sh- amazing Italian food in Tokyo, which has the most Michelin stars of any right. city on earth. Right. Um, and also. There's just a lot of Japanese people go to Italy to learn how to to chef and things like that, learn how to cook. And they were partners in World War II. Mm-hmm. Right. The yeah. Axis of evil. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were get bro- your, tremendous. Get your spaghetti, your sushi, and your bratwurst, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They make amazing Don't brats. leave Germany out. Also, uh, interesting fact, overlap too. Japan and Germany's, their steel is so highly regarded uh, for like knives and things. Oh, yeah. Because there's the highest concentration of carbon, I believe, in the steel. Oh. So we do katanas and the Germans do zwilling knives. I do think it's funny because there was like, uh, you know, all the best Japanese knife makers used to make samurai swords. Yeah, exactly. And I always think like that day when they brought in all the workers, they're like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to pivot now. (laughs) This whole gunpowder thing is ruining our game. Kind of fucking up. So uh, we're going to be cutting tomatoes now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What is something you think is underrated? I think that like Spotify premium or any of the premium like paying for music things is highly underrated and you don't realize it until you listen to someone's music and you hear the ads and it just ruins my fucking life. I've not Oh yeah. It ruins my I life. couldn't imagine being once Spotify came out. At first when I remember when Spotify first came out, what was that like 2011 or some mm-hmm. shit? I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. I'm like, I still buy everything in the iTunes store. And then I burn <laughs> it on a CD and then I put it away and then that CD goes bad after 8 years. And I don't know what happened. But like then I was like, oh wait, it's everything I already have plus everything I'll ever yeah. want. And then, and for ten bucks a month, fine. But yeah, there is non-commercial music. When I, yeah, when I was at someone's house and they like maybe a year after, and they played it, and the whole vibe was interrupted by like a fucking CVS commercial. Right. I was like, this is not how God intended music no, to be heard. Not. 
Yeah. I eight. think the first time when I upgraded, it was like I was making out with someone, and it was like the Drake song was ending, and it was like, is foot fungus ruining your life? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, right. okay, oh, this shit. is worth 10 bucks a month. You're like, no, yeah. this ad is ruining my life. <laughs> uh, what is a myth? What some of the people think is true you know to be false? Okay, I'm going to say a lot of people think that um, – I'm going to go back to food. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's no, like I was going to suggest you But I that. think that people think that anchovies are gross. I'll mm. come the fuck on. And yeah. I think anchovies are the most underrated, uh, delicious food in the world. And I think a lot of you fuckers don't know that you're eating anchovies mm-hmm. when you are. And when you taste something, you're like, wow, this is ridiculously good. What's that? Where's that umami it's coming from? It's fucking anchovies. All yeah. right? Get some anchovies, get some fish sauce, throw that shit in everything, mm-hmm. and it'll change your life. Now, the anchovies that I've eaten are very salty. It's like concentrated salt. Exactly. Yeah. But in general, when you cook it in something, you want to basically just, the base, you got your oil going, you put the anchovies in, it'll melt in there. You're not even going to see it. You won't notice it, but you'll sense it in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like any pasta sauce that's really good. There's an anchovy melted in that fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, when I was. Um, it's the nutmeg of Asia, if you will. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's the I of, just bought of fresh of a whole nutmeg recently because I was like realizing how much I needed. I was making a bolognese <laughs> sauce. <laughs> and the fresh nutmeg with a microplane is really Ooh, the only way to turn that whole shit. thing up. One thing Miles, I will you say. You got some food street when, credit. Yes, yeah, like so when it. I was um, in Florence, Italy, actually, I was at this panini God, place. Damn. Another location uh, drop. So well, um, hold on. I must say, he mentioned anchovies. There's. A little uh, little place for panini uh, called uh, Il Fratellini ah, in Il Florence, Fratellini. and they have an anchovy and butter panini that Oof. I thought was like everyone uh, like people were like you'll get that over there, and I was like I don't know. I mean I know it's gonna be good, but the idea was a little bit still kind of off putting to me. Had it, one of the best things I've ever had. Butter and anchovies, fantastic. Yeah. Also butter and ham. See oh, that in yeah. Europe oh, yeah. a lot. French baby. Fucking easy, dude. So good. Um, yeah. By the um, way, this is the longest it's taken for him to drop that he was in Italy. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't episode. say I was in Firenze. Well, you know, I don't know the company I'm around, but <laughs> yes, Firenze for the initiated, uh, a city full of history. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Mm. Uh, well, let's talk about other culinary delights because the pumpkin spice latte <laughs> is back. <laughs> and now there's a cold brew version, bitches. And no one gives a fuck. Um, Except for DJ Daniel. Yeah. This is basically monster energy drink for uh, yuppies. Yeah, yuppies. Yeah, I guess. Whoa, yeah. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah, it's that. like sugar and caffeine mixed together, uh, but... But, for basic bitches. But tells people, it's yeah. like, this ain't your grandma's coffee. <laughs> right. It's your grandma's pie as right. a coffee. As, yeah, <laughs> put, put in the blender and mix with coffee. I've never actually had a pumpkin spice latte. Well, you got to try it. Is it really worth ha- Is it? I imagine it being way too sweet. I'm very sensitive to the sweets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be way well, too sweet. Well, that's when you're like, don't put any, no pumps of sweetener at all in this yeah, shit. But already right. I feel like that mix is sweet on its own so yeah is it delicious though like i'm, I'm down for fucking do you like milkshakes gross del- yes i do yeah you like pumpkins i it's do a, you like the like spice a, girls i do you like the uh, now defunct adult channel spice i do <laughs> you like the rapper spice one <laughs> i don't know but i think i would love well then them. yeah you're gonna love this <laughs> Great. um yeah it's it's like a hot milkshake Made of coffee and pumpkins Ooh. uh anyways and they're making an ice version you know this is uh and that's dunkin donuts right uh, it's everywhere. It's oh, global. Well, yeah, Duncan, Duncan started early. They they kicked off, I think, officially their pumpkin spice latte season early oh, in and August. It, and they didn't pat, they didn't patent it. No. Well, I think you can't. You know, it's yeah. like it's like happiness. How can you put a patent on that? <laughs> right. You can't. Yeah, it's not like the polio vaccine. No. Right. <laughs> but to some, it might be. That would be funny if, like, they could have patented it, but they didn't because for the same reason that Jonas Salk like. Didn't he was just like yeah I, I I have to share this with the world yeah. <laughs> yeah the world must taste the pumpkin spice latte wow um Starbucks started uh started it in 2003 did they yeah Damn, Starbucks is funny because Starbucks to me like they took the macchiato which is supposed to be just an espresso with some steamed milk in it and they turned it into their own drink which is no, it's not like that at all it's yeah. like a big drink the iced caramel macchiato yeah. when I first saw I remember that fucked up my whole idea of what a macchiato was yeah. I was like you mean just a sugar drink how do you just take the name of something and just completely 
like I don't know if it's cultural appropriation or what appropriation that is, but they just like. Yeah, we'll take this and just fucking change yeah. it. And fuck uh, what you heard. Drink this. Now every time you go to like a little like Italian cafe and you order a macchiato, they're like, "Hey, you know, is it, you want a real <laughs> macchiato? Which macchiato you want?" And you're like, yeah. "The Starbucks kind of <laughs> whatever comes with ice cream." <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but anyways, I mean, cold brew uh, is extra caffeinated. It's just you know they leave cold water in coffee beans overnight, so we. We're fans of cold brew. I here. have a conspiracy theory about it. I think they just take their leftover coffee and put it in the fridge. <laughs> and they're just like, it's a, it's a yeah. cold brew. That's iced coffee. Yeah. Like what, a what 19th what century tavern or right. something where yeah, it's like yeah. all the empty, like, the drinks they empty into one barrel and there's like the all sorts barrel that you can drink from. Was that a thing? I just remember in Gangs of New York, there was a scene like that where I noticed there was a thing that just said all sorts. Right. And like the barbacks were like dumping like half like drank drinks <laughs> in it and then they're also serving out of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. The, I uh, like that. There's the, the legendary not shot want not. where I'm you so... like take the bar, uh, bar rag, bar rag, and like squeeze it into the shot glass, and that's what. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Someone's uh... fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bar rags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I used to steal Guinnesses while they settled off of the bar and just drink other people's mm. Guinnesses. I think it's so, Guinness. How, how did you do that? Uh, because in Ireland they would like you know pour a bunch of Guinnesses and then like have them settling off to the side, so you would just come up and. I feel like, wait, was that just another subtle location drop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, so, wow. Like, Everyone's yeah. just Everyone. let's everyone get their passports out. Okay, <laughs> let's do some stamp compare. Wait, so uh, it's a stamp I feel off. like that would be like cause for like capital punishment in Ireland. It's like snagging a settling Guinness know, off a pub caught, counter. Yeah, yeah. Damn. it was. You better we, not go. Uh, I was on a tight gang. budget, and uh, yeah, Zeit gang in Ireland. Let drunk. us know. Is that uh? Will you get pounded out for? Oh, I'm sure. Stealing somebody's Guinness. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, so were the VMAs, as as we opened up discussing. <laughs> Amazing segue. Uh, I, I always look forward to the VMAs because I'm a young, <laughs> what the fuck are you youthful, <laughs> hip person. I always. Uh, none of us do. No, none, none of, of us. us do. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I always talk about how I knew I had reached a milestone when the summer before Chris Rock hosted the '99 VMAs. I was really looking forward to it all summer. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. And then I that's when I was in college when they happened and I didn't even notice that they happened. I was like, wow. And that's man, when you got older. There goes my childhood. You looked at your yeah. hands, they became wrinkly. You're like, yeah. oh damn. Um, an adult. <laughs> that's right. And then I started appreciating the comedy stylings of uh, Jay Leno oh. instead of Chris, Chris Rock. How are you going to say Tim Conway in the <laughs> Dorf video series? <laughs> we were watching those today. Fucking those Dorf are. On golf. That, yeah. I know I'm old because when I saw yesterday that the VMAs were trending, I did that thing where like it was like number one trending. And I was like, don't they, don't these kids know what's going on in Hong Kong? Right, right, what right. This, what this being number one? Like that's how I know I'm getting old. Every time there's something dumb trending, number one, I'm like, but what about? Hold on, right. there's nine hundred things. The Amazon's burning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hong Kong and pro democracy demonstrations. Uh, you know, impeachment. Uh, this Jeffrey Epstein thing's getting mercury or mercury, 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 Freddie Mercury, getting- Mercury rising. Yeah, uh, great movie. Missy Elliott's performance, though, changed all of our minds. When we saw that, we were like, no, this should be trending. Well, here's the thing. Missy Elliott will always put on a good show. So to me, that doesn't change fundamentally what the VMAs are. Okay. I'm sort of like, you put her anywhere, and she's going to fucking destroy it. It was objectively better this year uh, than the highlights I've seen like (laughs) on young people's computers. uh, (laughs) Are you a creep at a library? (laughs) Every year, year, Sophie's like, come on, like look at all these performances. And they're, yeah, I haven't yeah, cared about them like, recently. Yeah, normally you're like, who? Yeah, exactly. What? And then you're like, oh, Missy Elliott, go yeah, on. Yeah, Normani's performance was dope. John Travolta managed to get involved. And like giving a drag queen. Continues to be comedy gold. Yeah, When Taylor you get Swift's him album. high on whatever drugs he's pretending not to take. 
Uh, on high on a new plane of existence, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. He's high on Zunu. Lizzo was amazing. Zunu? Zunu. Zunu. Zunu just sounds so much <laughs> sillier for some reason. Uh, I think probably because I've just heard Zunu a bunch. Uh, there was also Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello are allegedly dating. And they Jack, been... those words don't even mean anything to I you know. or me or us. I'm going to pretend. No, I do. I like uh, that Havana <laughs> song. I don't I don't know shit about Sean Sean Mendez, but they had like sort of a whack performance. People aren't like feeling them as a couple. And Entertainment Weekly dropped their review of their performance like before the VMAs even started. And we're like, it's hot and steamy oh, and they good nailed job, publicists. It. No way. Uh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. amazing. What about the the person who truly stole the show yesterday? Yeah. The host. Sebastian Maniscalco. Hey. Ooh, hey. I did not I didn't know who he was. I, and then when I saw that, I was like, huh? I know I know who he is. I think he's a great comic. But, I mean, him hosting the VMAs just sounds, like, ludicrous. What's his material like? It's his material like is adult like, stuff? it's like you've been married for 10 years. Oh, right. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, like, a little bitter in your marriage, but you love your wife. And right, right. Hey, it works. The old ball and chain. I right. hate my in-laws. When I know? heard that he was hosting the VMAs, I was like, oh, somebody must know. Like, they must have seen something of him that I hadn't seen. And, like, right. they, they have some understanding of why this is going to work. He's crushing on and TikTok. He, he right. got up there. <laughs> yeah. He got up there and did, like... Yeah, I mean, just the yeah, best was that like Slate, Slate just fucking transcribed it just so you could read it and know on its face what this was like. This is the first words he says. Whoa, listen, I didn't mean to come out to a cloud of smoke, but backstage, my mother's frying zucchini. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> it's not really her fault. She's making it for 20,000 people tonight. So we cracked the window. Hopefully this will all clear out for the devil's home opener. Uh-huh. Okay. What, so that was was like that a joke for Kevin Smith? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> then he goes on. He goes, also, I'm so glad to be here. I've been here a week in New Jersey. I'm from Los Angeles. I don't know why I'm doing this accent, because that's what I feel like. Does he sound like that? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. he, But he's from Los Angeles? I no, I think he's from the East Coast. But oh, but he resides, resides in LA. Okay, in LA. got it. Hey, you know, L.A., where everybody's riding around in a bird scooter, taking photos of themselves in front of a wall, and everybody with an iPhone apparently is an influencer. Now listen. New Jersey doesn't have time for that, all right? Jersey has had one influencer for the past 40 years, and that's Bruce Springsteen, baby! <laughs> Again, just nailing it when it comes to what, what teenagers give a they're shit like, about. First of all, they're Miles like a- doing Sebastian <laughs> is my new favorite thing. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I, I could listen uh, to this forever. I mean, the, well, this is great. Obviously, we have a lot of people from the music industry here tonight. Now, there's a lot of feuds going on with the music business. People throwing shade. I just found out what shade was this week. Oh so with all these, all the shade flying back and forth, coming up with the seating chart for tonight was harder than arranging the tables for my Uncle Luigi's fifth wedding. So I hope everybody's happy over there. <laughs> no that, way. That's, that's real? literally what he said. Wait, you is know, this a, not, are you sure I'm this is doing, an actual I, transcript? Or like, yeah, what this, if they're <laughs> fucking around? I think they might be fucking around. I will play this. Wow. All right, we're going to listen. I didn't mean to come out to a cloud of smoke, wow, okay. but uh, backstage, my mother's frying zucchini. I was telling you guys before the show, I kind of get it because, like, I, I got offered a nice, handsome amount of money to last week go to a university and do stand up. Right. And I'm fucking 41. Like, I cannot relate to these kids but i was like i'll fucking if someone was like what that if, was like if someone it's basically like someone's calling you and is like hey um there's a bag like for sebastian they're probably like there's a bag of a hundred thousand dollars um right. in new jersey do you want to just go and get it right do you want right. to want to cringe your way through a four-hour show be out on a stage in front of a bunch of people who are gonna just be right. saying what then the he did fuck? some bit about like safe spaces and trigger warnings it was like very much like it sounded like he's writing for adam carolla or something right wow. yeah yeah but yeah, I love it. You know, yeah. Sam Harris hosts the VMAs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, hey, Cardi B is not okay. Debate me on it. Try and change my mind. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about other people who shouldn't host the VMAs. I'm fucking crushing mm. these transitions. <laughs> Fantastic. Brett Stevens, uh, who is a New York Times columnist, who kind of takes the conservative 
side of things? Oh, all I mean, he's Mr. fucking PC culture's ruining us. Yeah. What's right. the snowflakery safe space? Like, he's basically what Sebastian Maniscalco, like, this, they that, think the same. Right. What's with these trigger warnings and these safe spaces? Right. Safe <laughs> space used to be in the bathroom with the lights out before my dad came home. Hello. <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, so. Is that a masturbation joke? <laughs> hey, I don't know. It's up I'm, to you. Dude, it's, Sebastian it's malleable. is going to call you after this and be like, I need to hire you as my head writer. He's like, hold on, man. Uh, Miles, like, you got my tone. You get me. Did you hack my iCloud or something? You looking at my notes? You looking at my notes? Did you hack my brain? Because you, my synapses are firing. I see these kids, these Gen Z kids. They got no prospects for the future. They're looking at, listen to this EDM. What the fuck is that? I call it economic distraction music because they're not paying attention to their futures. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, fuck. Anyway, so... Uh, this is sort of what his whole deal is, Brad, Brett Stevens. <laughs> Back to Brett Stevens. He goes, he, just to give you an example, this is something he said, uh, like he was praising the University of Chicago because they had a policy that was against having safe spaces or trigger warnings uh, for you know students who might have gone through some kind of trauma. First, he's quoting from the committee at University of Chicago, quote, concerns about civility and mutual respect can never be used as a justification for closing off discussion of ideas, however offensive or disagreeable those ideas may be to some members of our community. Typical right wing sort of free speech shit. Uh, then goes on. And then this is sort of his commentary. Those are fighting words at a time when professors live in fear of accidentally offending their own students and a governor needs to declare a countrywide state of emergency so that white supremacist Richard Spencer can speak at the University of Florida. They're also necessary words. That isn't because universities need the First Amendment's most loyal guardians. In the case of private universities, the First Amendment generally doesn't apply. They set their own rules. Instead, it's because free speech is what makes educational excellence possible. So he's always saying like, let free the racists talk. Right. They don't care if it's homophobic. It's free right. speech. So cut to a couple days ago when there was like the story that came out that the New York Times building had bed bugs or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, this professor uh, at George Washington University like quote tweeted uh, like the article that said uh, breaking there are bed bugs in the NYT newsroom. And then his tweet was the bed bugs are a metaphor. The bed bugs are Brett Stevens. Mm. Okay. To that's like not even a Miles level joke. A Miles doing Sebastian level joke. No, not <laughs> you could have done a lot better. That's that's crickets all day. Uh, and I think <laughs> that thing only got like six likes or something, three retweets. Then suddenly he continued this chain. He said, uh, "I just got an email from Brett Stevens." CCing the university provost. He's deeply offended that I called him a metaphorical bedbug. This is his email. Dear Dr. Karp, uh, someone just pointed out a tweet you wrote about me calling me a bedbug. I'm often amazed about the things supposedly decent people are prepared to say about other people, people they've never met. On Twitter, I think you've set a new standard. I would welcome <laughs> the opportunity for you to come to my home, meet my wife and kids, and talk to us for a few minutes, and then call me a bedbug to my face. That would take some genuine courage and intellectual integrity on your part. I promise to be courteous no matter what you have to say. Maybe it will make you feel better about yourself. Please consider this a standing invitation. <laughs> you are more than welcome to bring your significant other cordially brett stevens okay miles does brett stevens is almost as good as miles does sebastian <laughs> then he fucking quit Just twitter dissolving. he quit brett stevens quit he twitter? quit twitter he said time to do what i long long ago promised to do twitter is a sewer it brings out the worst in humanity i sincerely apologize for any part i've played in making it worse and anyone i've heard thanks to all of my followers but i'm deactivating this account Wow. Then my man goes on MSNBC and fucking digs the hole even deep. Listen to how he even Yo, portrays this whole situation. What do you have against bed bugs, dude? Just go Holy shit. shit. I'm going to be careful with my words okay. because I know these are going to be uh, examined carefully. <laughs> so I think Twitter brings out the worst in its users. It tends to bring out the worst in its users. And yesterday, um, a professor at George Washington University described me as a bed bug or a metaphorical bed bug uh, just in the context of the New York Times having a, a bed bug problem in our building. And I think that kind of rhetoric is, is dehumanizing and totally unacceptable <laughs> no matter where, where it comes from. All I would say is that using dehumanizing rhetoric like bed bugs or, you know, analogizing people to insects is, is always wrong. Oh we can God. do better. We should be the people on social media that we are in real life. There's a bad history of being called, uh, of being analogized to insects that goes back to a lot of totalitarian regimes in the past. I've been called worse. 
I wrote this guy a personal note. Now it's out there for everyone to see. Yeah, everyone to see how much of a pearl-clutching snowflake you are yourself, sir. Right. It's the, so odd. This is the classic shit that they do. Well, the right has been like talking about the infestation of yep. you know uh, Mexican immigrants. It's free and, speech, man. Yeah. Until, until until that shows up on my door. I, 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 I'm going to jump in here and say I know Brett Stevens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you uh, really? I do. I've had dinner with Brett Stevens. I went to a to a dinner in New York uh, last year, and he was there. And um, I sat next to him. He was a really he was a great guy. I can't say huh. a bad thing about him. I probably like Brett Stevens a little more than you guys do, and I think that he definitely. The thing is, he must be like searching for like what everyone, everything that people are saying about him. If right. this got on his radar, because yeah, he, the guy didn't at him, didn't at him at all, and it so, had like a paltry like like to retweet <laughs> ratio. That's like you went into the search box and put your name in. I don't even think it's a good idea to look at your mentions, like because that is probably mentally unhealthy. But to actively like be constantly searching your name is it's just self harm. Yeah, <laughs> that's self harm. It's very it's very dangerous. And I'm sure that, you know, we get it as well because I get like it's funny, like if I put like a YouTube video or there's a YouTube video of me or whatever, I'll like just like kind of rush through all the positive stuff. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. one negative thing and I'm like <gasps> <gasps> clear my calendar yeah, for the yeah, week. Yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do anything. This misspelled <laughs> comment about But it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. I mean it's right. like you're in the public eye. Like these things happen and then like I don't know, I think liking it that's the I don't know. I think yeah. taking it to like, oh this he didn't mean totalitarian. He wasn't like doing what like Nazi cartoonists were doing or anything like that. But it why is he like, even mentioning that in his like sort of rationalization as to why this was so offensive? I to think him? he. I think you're I right. Think he, I think he's I think dug he was a caught hole. Off I think guard. he's digging a hole. I, and I think he's like trying to get out of it. And I think people like that who are like, you know, they debate for a living. Like they're not willing. It's very hard to just say, okay, I'm sorry, maybe I overreacted. Right. Yeah, or just you know. It fucking move on, dude. Right. It's, but it's it's like anything. It's like, oh no, XX truck nuts four twenty XX says I'm a hack. <laughs> but it's funny that it was that it's true. He definitely is the you know the kind of flag bearer of like let's stop being so sensitive. And this to me, this being the thing that put him over the edge seems it's almost there must be. To me. I think there's layers to this. <laughs> right. Maybe with this professor. Maybe with his history with bed bugs. Maybe he was called bed bug in college. Uh, uh, right. Right. Because right, right. he was a stinky kid or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe had, he had bed bugs. I bed had bugs bed bugs, are guys. Difficult. Just, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, full disclosure, I've also had bed bugs. I've met Brett Stevens, and I've also okay. had bed bugs. <laughs> so, Thank you for getting it. I got two guys, horses this in this. tweet is really... <laughs> like, actually, can we just cut this out of the episode? <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> it hits home for me. If you've never had bed bugs, you've probably never lived in New York, but it's also just the worst thing ever. Right. But... I, again, that, that's, a, that's a tangent. I think this is ridiculous that this is what kind of set set him off. We have bed bugs here in LA too. Really? Don't forget about the uh, Alexandria Hotel oh, yeah. downtown where they're people everywhere. got them from just hanging out there. They're, they're everywhere. Not even staying in there. Oof. And they're spreading. Dun, dun. Are they? Uh, no, I just know. Do you, you have to throw all your shit away when you get bedbugs? Yeah, or I is think there they a way spread in it? LA a little more than in New York because in New York they're just like just fucking you know put the deep, spray the DDT in your apartment. And right. That's Sebast- That's my right. Sebastian. <laughs> but here they're like, we don't use chemicals. We're just gonna rub some turmeric on the bed and right. smudge. We're just get some sage. <laughs> get some sage. <laughs> smudge your. Ah. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be great. Well, so the Jeffrey Epstein hearing happened yesterday. Uh, I guess it was more of like a public hearing, but it, it was interesting. I mean, so they had victims uh, speak about, you know, what they lost and, you know, you, you got detail about, you know, the sexual assaults. And Were they doing it to like his corpse? Like he was like weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically, that's kind of the vibe. Like this is what that uh, Michigan State doctor like Larry Nasser, Larry yeah. Nasser had uh, done to him, except like he, they got to like have the satisfaction of saying it to his face, and you know they were talking about there's a big void here, like it's cowardly that he, you know, took took the way out that he did, and uh, Epstein's defense attorneys were like, actually, our client was probably murdered no like, way yeah Did they use that they explicitly they, they, said yeah i mean they basically said there's a independent uh, medical examination that found that he had broken bones in his neck consistent with more of a homicide and the uh prosecution was like well it doesn't matter whether like for the purposes of this hearing and the judge was like overruled uh i 
actually think it does have something yeah, to do with it. Yeah, if this guy was murdered. Right. What do you guys think? It's shady as fuck. It's shady as I, fuck. I, 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 it's hard for me to trust what I hear about it because when you look at all the people that could possibly be implicated in this, it threatens to disrupt the power structures yeah. of this entire this, world in a way. It could definitely bring both sides <laughs> yeah. together. And like, I was, right. I was hey, cheering for that. I was like, fuck it. Like, let's just get it all out. Yeah. Let's fucking raise this thing and start over. I mean, like that would ever happen. But th- then there's also a news story that said one of the uh, cameras that was right in front of his cell, like they couldn't use the like, footage from it because it was like not good Dude. enough for investigative purposes. I don't even know what that means. It says... At least one camera stationed in the hallway outside uh, billionaire financier and sex offender Jeffrey Epstein's prison cell, where officials say he hanged himself earlier this month, had footage that was deemed unusable. Right. I'm super, in general, anti-conspiracy theories, but this one is just like, it's hard, dude. Anytime you're like ahead of time, you're like, man, I bet this is going to happen. And then it happens. It's like, it's... Yeah, I, I. What did he hang himself with, by the way? Was it bed sheet? Bed sheet. Bed sheet. Yeah. What on Suicide Watch? Do they normally? I mean, he wasn't on Suicide Watch. Oh, I thought he was. He on they took him off. Took him oh, off. Oh, they did. A week after he attempted suicide, they're like, ah, you seem good. You seem good. <laughs> he seem, he seems happy. Right. He was whistling in his right. cell, so he must be good. Right. And the, it's, it's and then even like just seeing the like he should have had a cellmate and he didn't, and a lot of the fingers are being pointed at like an overworked prison staff. But I'm sure part of that can be by design, too, to make sure there are like you don't have the people who are as vigilant as they need to be for people who are in this, you know, section of the prison. Right. Um, But they they were supposed to check on him every half hour and they were checking on him every uh, they hadn't checked on him in like six hours, three hours, three hours. I I don't know what I'm going to need to hear that I will begin to feel that there is some kind of element of truth to this. There was a New York Times article about his final days where it was like he did seem to be losing steam and like he was really despondent and starting to realize that there was no way out of this. Yeah, but I mean, it, whether or not he actually was the person who ended his life isn't as relevant to me as like, but is there a way that they facilitated that? Because right. they, like it was an easier right. way to protect other people who he could have like verbalized like, no, these people I was with and did this stuff with. Right. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I think the the way the judge and the defense were talking about this trial, this was sort of a one of the last steps. Like they were like, Well, this is a public hearing to like get these things out since uh we won't be able to have the uh the actual hearing and but but it didn't seem like they were like, and now we're going to keep going into this. Yeah. And the prosecution was like, you need to look into the crimes and prosecute the people who helped him. But it seemed like that was them saying, you know, complaining about a thing that wasn't going to happen as opposed to, you know, saying that this is something they think is going to happen. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, shit. I wonder what Sebastian Maniscalco has to say. <laughs> that is the question. Hey, you're going to add a word. I can't think of it. <laughs> You gotta warm up, baby. Warm I'm not up. as good as you, Miles. You're 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 in his brain. You some you like you like summon him. You have like a Ouija board that brings it's a terif- his- Yeah, I just channel Sebastian. <laughs> you channel Sebastian. Um, well, uh, since we don't like to end on Epstein news, uh, the world's oh, that's not how this podcast works. You guys don't do that every episode. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> we don't like to go into a. A break on that, so I will tell you Wait, the world's longest, tallest, and fastest roller coaster with speeds of 155 miles per hour is coming to Saudi Arabia's new Six Flags theme park. There's Hello. a Six Flags in... Uh, 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 what? Uh-huh. 2023, baby. The Falcon's flight could hit dizzying speeds up to 155 miles per hour. It's going to be the tallest uh, roller coaster What's in it? the world. Wasn't it called Bone Saw before that? Was it? Gotta go. <laughs> uh, I'm, fa- got I'm, I'm constantly fascinated by Gulf Arabs' uh, desire to outdo the whole world in like dumb shit. Right. Like <laughs> we are going to make the biggest uh, man-made island in the shape of an R that has right. ever been seen. 
It's like, well, I'll make one. It's like, all right. As a, as all a right, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right, Did you see uh, MBS's plans for uh, like building Jurassic Park out of robots? No. Yeah. Is that what he wants yeah. to do? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, he has a plan for, it's like this lunar like park thing. What do you that, mean lunar park? I don't know. Like, I, It's on the moon? No, but it it like has some sort of like space age aspect to it, and super producer Anna Hosnier knows. Basically, he's trying to create like a futuristic city that's like a like a party city. It's like a Dubai <laughs> times a thousand. Right, dude. That's I'm what telling it's you, called, it, there is an actual plan for it. It's like literally right. called like Plan Neon or something like that. We talked about it on Ethnically Ambiguous. That's a plug. Yeah, but yeah. I it's, think that's it's where... really crazy, and They're I like... don't know if they'll be able to do it because it costs like six bajillion dollars or something like that. It's out of control, but it'll have yeah like. It, it'll be like it's you're a on lot of space robots. and it's going to be like, a. I literally think based off the description, it'll be like a giant dome. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's They're it's literally wild. like 12 year olds who have billions of dollars. They're like, <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to make a, right. uh, we need to, uh, dinosaurs. I want <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> it's like, um, but uh, your jails are full of journalists. I don't I give a fuck. I want dinosaurs. <laughs> I want to hang with a raptor. I want to feed the, the bloggers to the dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, sorry, the the lunar thing is that it's going to have a fake moon, an uh, extra fake moon, like that, uh, orbiting it. I I think it's going. I to can't be even. You know what? I'm just gonna projected. take everything you say as By truth the way, and fact. That's definitely Plan B. Initially, he was like, <laughs> I want to make a real moon, another right. real moon to put around my Jurassic Park. Right. They're like we can't do that. All right, fake moon. Uh, oh wow! It's called Neom. It's going to have flying cars, a fake moon. Great, and, great. And 24-7 surveillance. I love it. The <laughs> thing, all the things people love when partying. Uh, all right, we're going to take a, another quick break. We'll be right back after that. And we're back. And, Miles, you've written a headline. It says, Red Bull doesn't give you wings. I don't believe that. <laughs> Explain. Well, where do I start? There's an energy drink called Red Bull. Okay, and I know the that. The slogan is Red Bull gives you wings or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're starting at the beginning. Yeah, from right. the beginning of time. Uh, and I believe they're a Austrian company or German company? I believe it's Austrian. Uh, yeah. Yes, and they sponsor many football teams, soccer clubs, if you will. Uh, but yeah, there's apparently there have been lawsuits about consumers complaining that they didn't actually get wings from this drink. Not oh, that they really? believed they would sprout straight up like archangel type wings, but just the idea that like it would enhance your performance or something aside from just get your heart racing. Oh well, no, it's terrible for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so in 2013, there were Americans consumer like there was like a class action lawsuit. Red Bull settled for 13 million dollars oh, on the same complaints of what? like I don't know if this shit really gets me winged up, homie. Right. So <laughs> pass over the fucking money real quick. Uh, and now. The Canadians want in, too. So, Canadian Zeitgang, here's your chance, apparently. Uh, now, this is a, from an article. Uh, it says, the company has agreed to pay $850,000 after settling a Canadian class action lawsuit filed by Michael Attar. In February 2019, the case is based on a similar U.S. class action settlement filed in 2013 based on the claim that drinking Red Bull does not give you, quote, wings or result in improved performance. Guys, we're making money the hard way. I know. Seriously. It's, it's yeah. really... Well, if you go to, I think the the website, if you're Canadian, there's like a website you can go to. It's like location restricted. So use a VPN if you're trying right. to get your $10 check. Like it's called like energydrinksettlement.com or something where oh you can get God. your money for being wingless. I could see MBS doing this lawsuit. He'd be like, I, I drank the Red Bull, no wings. <laughs> yeah. This is bullshit. He starts doing scam lawsuits. Like, I don't know. This pumpkin spice latte was so hot. <laughs> burned me. All right. Not a scam lawsuit. The what? hot coffee. Well, that was, people. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw it, that documentary. Yeah. What do you think? You still think not a scam? I think it's not a scam. Really? Yeah. Well, Wait, I does a documentary, documentary make I you a... give room for the scam? The idea that it could have been a scam? We're talking about the woman who was handed coffee so hot from McDonald's yeah. and she spilled it on herself. She got, what, third degree burns yeah. on her legs? Yeah. You think not a scam? Very, very bad burns. Yeah. I mean, well, the just temperature in that they gave case, it, to it was right? just uh, an insane. Uh, uh, an incredibly hot. high du uh, temperature. Was it that she the the cup made her drop it, or she had it in her hand, she dropped it, and then it happened to be hot? I don't know. 
I don't know the answer. Well, inquiring minds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like, did you, wait, didn't you represent McDonald's in a similar case? (laughs) I do feel like Red Bull has too much money for the product that they sell, like, that that's one of the things that makes me suspicious of them. It's like, like, is this a drug front? They just yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> because, I well, know. like, is it just made of garbage ingredients? Is it a drug front? Because like, it's I get that it's popular, but like, they own so much shit, and they have like entire you know extreme like sports studios teams, and... music studios, TV studios. It's like that shouldn't be possible. Well, they you know what they did? Uh, what kind of revenue they pulled in? In uh, 2017, was that 7.39 billion dollars? Jeez, billion? Billion. Wait, is it mostly off of the drink, or is it is it off of the other stuff? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I don't know what they really they sponsor a lot of stuff, yeah. so I'm not sure what people are like. The products they sell are essentially just the drink. Right. Who's drinking Red Bull? Like, I don't know anyone who drinks it on the regular. Right. People who work raves. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Yeah, I used to have to drink so much Red Bull, and that's another thing. Red Bull didn't give me fucking wings either. It's only this co- fucking Kirkland Bro, signature cold brew. Get your ten bucks Canadian dollars. Okay, a Canadian <laughs> member of the Zai Gang, marry me. Right. Just get my paperwork going. Yeah. Get my ten dollars. I will divorce you amicably. Boom. And we'll go separate ways. I've, I've, and you'll split the money. Split that the you ten made. bucks right there. I had a like two, three Red Bull a day habit at one point. I don't think I've ever put anything in my body that made me feel worse than. Red Bull. It makes you feel bad. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I did love um, when I in back in my VMA watching days. Uh-huh. Um, I loved a Red Bull vodka. I thought it was a fun drink. It would keep me up, keep me going, get my energy. Fun. He's your wings. He's moving his shoulders back and forth. Yeah, I'm so shimmying. You can tell he's. Uh, for the record, I'm shimmying. Yeah. You can tell it's the late eighties. No, I enjoyed it, but. Uh, uh, I, 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 again, I would not think that it made, they made $7 billion off right. of my little shoulder shimmy right. that it <laughs> Just, gave me. It'll make your shoulders do this. That's that's what they're going to change. Oh, their, but I guess uh, they did profit from like F1 sponsorships. I mean, they got money here and there. Right. But I don't, but I mean, their core business is the energy drink, so. Yeah. And just knowing that Red Bull has just become synonymous with like fucking extreme adrenaline shit. Yeah. So right. Just, use that to make themselves they seem to be a an example of a smart direction of that 12 year old energy they like right invest their 12 year old money well right they're like Um, you know what dude fuck it let's send a guy if this guy wants to jump out of fucking space right then fuck it that was the coolest thing i know and i was like damn red bull (laughs) very cool it was a weird thing in high in college i always used to like sort of dream about i was like dude how sick would that be if you just jump from space from space dude and you got the fucking ex- – I would literally talk like this. I'd be like, think about this. You're in space. The fucking universe is expanding around you fucking infinitely. And right. then you jump down to this, like, fucking finite plane on Earth, man. Just like, I don't know, dude. It would fuck me up. Yeah. As I would say this, fucked up on a beanbag chair. Right. <laughs> I'm realizing that this next story I should have teased as the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie instead of Eva Longoria's next project. But mm. – yeah, Eva Longoria is going to direct a movie about Flamin' Hot Cheetos. That sounds weirder than it is. The story of Flamin' Hot Cheetos is actually very interesting. When I saw the headline of like, you know, Longoria to helm Flamin' Hot Cheetos or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, I thought, did the Emoji movie do that well? Where people were like, right. fuck it, man. Yeah, this is doing about this bag of chips. But I didn't realize it's a, it's the origin story. Of flaming hot Cheetos. Is there a story to be told? Yeah, really? it's like got everything. It's got like the immigrant experience. It's got fucking just dedicate. I don't know, Jack. Really? You, you, when I said it, Jack was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Because of my previous job, I just know cool stories. Like Cheeto enthusiast. Che- <laughs> yeah, I was a uh, head of the Cheeto. I was a Chester brand. Cheeto I was a fan. brand rep for Frito Lay. Going <laughs> to different events in the city. You were in the hand of Big Cheeto. Yeah, uh, but this it's the story of a janitor uh, who worked at the Frito-Lay company and was just a huge, huge fan of Cheetos. And he and his wife had this ingredient that they would add to it that would make it extra super spicy. And he like goodwill hunting his way up in the snack food world and like, you know, used his access to uh, the Frito-Lay company to get this idea in front of people and become an executive. Oh, so oh, so it wasn't like that. He was just like sweeping up, and he was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" hey I think when I he pitched idea. it, he was a, a janitor, custodian. Yeah. Oh, right. damn. Yeah. See, um, and then yeah. did his best friend knock on his door, hoping that he wouldn't be there? Yeah. He's like, "He <laughs> the did." Best it. part of my day. 
And now he's an executive. Yeah. Hopefully he's profiting off of his yes. wonderful creation. I and they weren't so. just like, how about we give you a job and we won't give you any of like the actual real money. I think he got, I think he profited. He got it. Thank God. I mean, there's flaming Hot. Fu- uh, you think about how Dude. the flaming Hot universe. Right. It's constantly expanding as well. Right. Flamin' Hot Funyuns, not a big fan of, I'll be honest. No. Funyuns are fine the way they are. I'm going to say something that's probably going to be oh, as controversial as the fact that I know Brett Stevens. <laughs> I don't love Cheetos. I've never loved Cheetos. I don't love Doritos. I've never loved Doritos. Now that's a little more controversial. I think there's something about cheesy tortilla-y, cheese and, cheese and corn processed. For some reason, I'm, it doesn't do it for me. And I'm not saying I'm off his shirt and started stretching. I'm just I'm sweating. Listen, (laughs) listen. I'm not above processed foods. I love me a good processed food. What's your favorite? What's your? Come on, prove yourself right now. What's your favorite processed? Nilla wafers, bitch. Oh shit. (laughs) Nilla wafers. Damn. What do you run a preschool snack counter? (laughs) (laughs) I I love a Nilla wafer. I want more than an Oreo. Oh yeah, way more. Wow. Way more. Oh, I can. Holy There's something shit. refined about that, actually, because I, I do appreciate. There's something very There's a subtlety to it. Yeah, it's really. It doesn't smack you on top of the head, but next oh, thing yeah, you know, you, you finish saying... the whole box. It's really wonderful. Yeah, and if you if you want to fucks with a nil wafer uh, banana pudding. Oh yeah. Whoo! See, I that's the thing. My earliest memories are nil wafers being handed out in like daycare. Yeah. And then on the box, I always remember they present it as the garnish and like this pudding. I have yet to have that. Dude, you got to somebody help me out. All you got to do is Google Magnolia Bakery Nilla Wafer Pudding and follow that. It's so easy. You make it with uh, with Jello Instant uh, Vanilla Pudding. Uh huh. Great. And you and basically that's it. Yeah. It's and then you need a banana and throw some bananas and in there. Nilla wafers. Dude, of course it's that easy. Of course it's that easy. <laughs> it's so, so good. easy and it's yeah. so good. It's a it's a party pleaser. If right. you're going to a party, you want to bring something that everyone's going to talk about. You ever make it? When's the last I time make it all the fucking time. Bro. Oh damn! Oh, so you, you so Nilla wafers really is. Uh, your I thing. love Nilla wafers. I I never buy. I don't have like Nillas in the fucking pantry. Yeah, but like well, Nabisco holler. Yeah. Yeah. Nilla's in the pantry. Yeah, guys. Give me a lifetime supply of, of fucking Nilla's. Who else is fucking hawking Nilla wafers on podcasts? Literally no one. Nobody. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love Nilla. I, I call it Nija. <laughs> Nija wafers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Someone's from Colombia. I call it a Nija wafer. Nija. Mm. Nija. Vanija. Uh, Vanija. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the hashtag boycott Olive Garden movement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stop calling it a movement. It's a movement. <laughs> it is. Okay, sorry. The the hashtag boycott <laughs> Olive Garden revolution. Uh, it's. It will not be televised. So Olive Garden is one of the food brands, I guess they're mostly food brands, that got mentioned in that tweet, and then Bernie Sanders just retweeted, retweeted it. Retweeted, didn't even retweet it, just like quoted it and mentioned the same thing without fact-checking it. And the Washington Post pointed out that at least the information that that tweet was going off of, they were including money donated by PACs and individuals, so not necessarily like From the, the organization, itself. yeah. Right. That's why when I had to clarify people with taco bell when they were on that list but the owner of the company isn't the best either so right i think it's funny though it's like what is the venn diagram of people who go to olive garden and people who like care this much about where the money goes yes exactly like i don't know that there's much of a cross section there right well with that lifetime pasta pass they they just gave away or that's value man that's value four hundred dollars for a lifetime of Pizza, pasta, or soup and breadsticks. I mean, look, I think that (laughs) if we can talk about the food just for one minute and then we'll get back into the politics, Mm -hmm. I think that the Olive Garden is, I I put it on the same level as the, uh, what I imagine the pumpkin spice latte is, which is like a bunch of like scientists get together and they're they're like, what can just like activate all the pleasure sensors in a brain and let's just work from there. Because the food is delicious. It's fucking gross. It's just, it's like, you know, Cheesecake yeah. Factory is like delicious and gross. Yeah. And, no, these are all, but it's all the packaged same and frozen. And they're just yeah. heating Sugar it fish, there. McDonald's, yeah, Cheesecake yeah. Factory. Poor sugar garden. fish getting <laughs> dragged into this. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, sugar fish. Don't even look into their politics, man. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking Kazu, dude. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was wrong, right? Yeah. So, so it was basically like they weren't, or the whole list was kind of. Yeah, the whole list is a little bit. Uh, questionable. Um, this I'm isn't the first list. time I'm, that I'm an anti-list guy right. in general. Yeah, it's, uh, I think they can get dangerous. Like, yeah, yeah, and apparently this isn't the first time Olive Garden has been targeted by an online boycott because back in 2015, conservatives were up in arms 
that the company that owns Olive Garden was donating to Planned Parenthood, and that was also bullshit stemming from a boycott list. So this is something that happens. Hey, on both man, sides. Darden Restaurants gets a bad rap, man. Right. So that's they didn't do the nothing thing. wrong. I just if think... you want to boycott Olive Garden, there's plenty of good reasons to like what. So they contribute to this National Restaurant Association uh, lobbying interest uh, that is basically all about you know trying to screw their employees over. Um, That's probably every one of these fucking big. Oh guys, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. Right? Probably I can't imagine a behemoth company because I think they're the one of the largest employers of like tipped workers or something. Yeah, right. No, it's because of because they own Olive Garden. All this it's stuff. not unique. It's more an indictment of the system. Right. But uh, you know they have fought specifically to not give employees sick leave and fought oh, when fuck. regulations are suggesting that they should give employees sick leave, which is not a great policy for your workers or your uh, customers, since. Uh, the CDC has found that infected food workers account for the vast majority, uh, 70% of neurovirus outbreaks. Uh, And the Olive Garden had outbreaks of illnesses involving hundreds of their staff and customers in 2006 and 2011. And Darden is still fighting to not give their employees good like sick day benefits. And they're the largest direct employer of tipped workers in the world and are trying to fight against the undoing of the subminimum wage that applies to tipped workers. So basically making it so they can pay their tipped employees right. even less. And then they pay a lot of their employees with fucking gift cards, like, deb- like <laughs> no. reloadable debit cards yeah. to save them costs on payroll stuff rather than yeah. handing out paper checks. Which opens the employees to all sorts of fees and shit because, yeah. Fuck. It's not, it's not a great company. No. It's not a great company. Damn it. But. But those breadsticks, not, though. But, I mean, <laughs> can you argue with Hospitaliano? Really? The Here's, salad and breadsticks, I, got a question I think, for are the most undervalued of our restaurant's offerings. Wow. Yeah. I love, because it's free, you just go in there, just eat all that shit. Go have a person who's sick, who has no other financial recourse but to go to work, cough say, on your food. No, you just say, stay away from me. Stay away. You, you uh, pour. You, you <laughs> sprinkle a Z-pack on, <laughs> right. on the breadsticks and you go to town. <laughs> yeah. I, let me ask you this. Fresh ground Z-pack on you your guys, You guys seem like foodies. You guys seem mm-hmm. like fans of the food. I don't know what gave you that. I said McDonald's is America's greatest hey, invention. Man. What is your level of let's say there's like a let's say there's like a KKK guy uh-huh. who happens to be making like the country's the best paella anyone's ever uh-huh. tasted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you would you go and have that paella? Well, what did he do with the KKK? <laughs> he was like the treasurer. He was he wasn't even treasurer. He was like uh he was like their social media outreach. But like second in command. Like he would just have to like keep the passwords in order and stuff. And what kind of seafood is in the paella? Oh, just like he This he, should show you how flexible I'm willing to He's so he's he's such a sustainable fisher. Right. Like he will only use things from the Gulf that, you know, have bounced back. Their populations yeah, yeah. have bounced back. Wow. But he's um, making the most delicious, like Jose Andres did you? S- I'm asking, did you see that photo of me at David Duke's house having paella? Is that, what <laughs> is that where this is coming from? That's what we're all doing here. This I is was hoodwinked. Inter- it's an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually go to the South once. I had I had a show, I think it was in South Carolina, and there was a, I had a show at like a, a like a Jewish federation as well. And after the show, they're like, we're going to get food. Are you okay? This was like 10 years ago too. He's like, they're like, are you okay? Uh, like... There, there is there, the best barbecue in town. Is this company and the guy's like clearly like is a huge fan of the Confederacy. There's gonna be Confederate flags everywhere, and he's got a book. He's written books about. I think it's called like Sonny's Barbecue. I don't know. I don't want to give give out the wrong name, but it, um, <laughs> if you're in the South, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's a chain of barbecue like, places. It's every barbecue. <laughs> yeah, um, like the guy has books about why like the South will rise again. But his barbecue is so delicious. Yeah. I was like, I'll go. Let's do it, guys. Right. Like, fucking table full of Jews went and had pork barbecue. <laughs> and it was like a lot of, it was very intersectional. Right. Yeah. It's very food, intersectional. You know? yeah. You'd think that racist would make terrible tasting food sometimes. I, food might be the great, the, you know, it's, it's very hard to hate someone when they make such great food. Well, but yeah, I feel like a lot of racists have no problem eating Mexican food. That's right. true. It's funny because when you see all those people, as long as I like, don't have to see the person cooking it. Yeah, or like right. where Kellyanne Conway or like Mitch McConnell's like having Mexican food, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> right. I like guacamole." 
<laughs> right. It's easy on my gums. Oh, gross. <laughs> Dan, it has been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people listen to you, find you, follow you? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this has been very fun. Uh, my All my socials are at Stand Up Dan, uh, and I have a new podcast called Green Eggs and Dan, uh, which is very fun. It's a fun food podcast. It's not a lame, pretentious one. Uh, a lot of uh, my friends and amazing guests that uh, we start every episode by going through their fridge, an actual picture of their fridge, and then get into a food conversation uh, with that. Hassan Minaj was our first guest. Uh, Michelle Buteau is the second. Wow. The Sklar brothers are going to be on tomorrow. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, please give it a listen. Oh. What are you learning about people's fridge habits? The great divider is marriage. Yeah. The single people, it's like, it's an Depressing. Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like wasteland of condiments. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, an an the, actual empty box of beer. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever had that? You reach in, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this throw this away. How long has this been in here? It's yeah. a Zima box. Bro, last <laughs> time I was here, this box was in here and I yelled at you and you said you're going to take care of it. Right. Uh, yeah. And the married people, the married people with kids... Uh, have more like seven cows worth of milk in their fridges. It's, it's insane so gross. How much milk kids drink? <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. Dairy farmers have it made. Yeah, they're the. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Actually, David Chang just tweet, tweeted a very fun tweet today about he was like throwing shade, as Sebastian says, at crab boils. No, and how like we all pretend like we love them, but it's the worst way that you could cook a crab but some journalist wrote this really beautiful uh tweet about it okay yeah so this is this guy david simon who's a journalist and he was writing about crab boils and he said boil is a tragic error in speech and deed a steamed undrowned blue crab is god's recipe and Wendell Pierce, who was accorded five years in Baltimore, should know this. Boiled crabs stand as the rare singular crime in seafood preparation committed with Orleans Parish. Mm. Mm. David Simon is also the creator of The Wire, I think. Yeah. Yes, Same yes. Dude, I which think... he would know a thing or two about crabs and bayou. Uh, Orleans. And Treme. Orleans, yeah. Treme too. Right, that's what I'm saying. Miles, where can people find you? Find me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. A couple tweets I like. Uh, one is from Reductress at Reductress. Free speech is a fundamental right, says Bedbug. Um, and <laughs> yeah. then one more from uh, Dan Licata at Dan Licata Sucks. Because uh, I just searched, I just wanted to see what Sebastian Maniscalco was up to, but I just found this hashtag Sebastian Maniscalco tweet. Sebastian Manis, Maniscalco hosting the VMAs. Back when I was growing up, we didn't have hot girl summer, we had hot sausage summer. My uncle Frank's on the grill. Somebody asks us for a sweet sausage? Sweet? You want something sweet? Have a Zeppeli. Anyway, give it up for Lil Nas X. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that's like basically what it was, though. Like, I, I don't know how you can heighten what he was doing up there. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying Clean Slate at Please Be Nice tweeted me, Whale Shark should really pick a lane, you know? Aquarium guy. Let's focus on finding your kid. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be? Just easy, easy grooves, deep grooves, uh, and a very soothing vocalist voice. Uh, This vocalist, uh, the group, uh, is headed by Kate Bollinger, or Bollinger. I don't know how you pronounce that. Kate, apologies to you. Yeah, this track is called Untitled, and it's just got, man, like it it feels like a a nice blanket, Mm. you know, soothing. But also, but it got a little funk to it. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we will talk to you guys then. Bye. It's not your apologize for things that hurt me, though I have expected to know what will fucking
all 